You don't want to miss today's podcast. We're going to talk about ways money can tangle your relationships and things that you can do to avoid it. We're untangling financial issues. Welcome to Your Finances Untangled with Mo Parag. Hopefully you can tell from this conversation that I am I, I take things very seriously, but I'm laid back. Mo is a financial advisor and partner with Cloudvestor. You may want to do some reallocations based off how you're currently invested. This podcast addresses financial issues for all ages, from those just starting out up to retirees. It's Your Finances Untangled. Untangling your finances. Welcome into the podcast, Consumer Advocate Dave Perkins with Mo Param of Cloud Vesters, which you can learn more about at cloudvesters.com. And on this podcast, if you're a regular listener, you learned about finances in so many ways and in all all aspects of your life and really all periods of your life too. Mo, I never thought I'd have reason to play any uh like romantic music during the podcast, but I thought I'd open up with a little bit of that now because we're talking about relationships. Uh, a little soft jazz in the background. I like that. Soft jazz here. We're getting into relationships. Well, but, let me let me let me dim the lights really quick. Hold on. Dim let those me. lights over there. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know about lighting candles, Mo. What are you doing? we're actually people are tuning in they're like oh this is a relationship podcast well no it's not but we're actually talking about finances in relationships yeah and the right moves to the right way to be financially in a relationship yeah yeah money seems uh has a way of seeping its way into relationships doesn't it though can can cause anxiety can cause stress and unfortunately sometimes can cause relationships to end mm-hmm. so yeah. being open and honest and and laying it all out on on the table when it comes to your ideologies around money the way you handle money the concept of money just re- being really open and transparent really does save the relationship well it it does because of course i think um you know that, uh, how many arguments pop up every day in relationships over money over mm-hmm. money and we're going to look at what are, what are some of the right moves to make. Let's start with dating. Okay. Um, you, all right, Maybe you get a pass on the first date. You can be Mr. Big Shot. Pick up the tab. <laughs> you know, your money's no good here. We're going uh, to the best place. But after a while, don't you want to be kind of open about where you are? I mean, you don't want, you, you don't want to paint yourself either party as being better off than you are. Don't you want to kind of, I mean, you the honesty, it's the foundation anyway of any good relationship. It really is. You know, um, you know, like you said, Dave, right. You know, the first date, obviously there is, you want to impress, you want to, you know, and also have a good time and, and, you know, show her, you know, the, or him, him or her, you know, the, you know, showing them a good time. And so sometimes you may go a little bit over your, maybe your budget when it comes to to spending or dating, just because, you know, you really want to have a good time, make a good impression. But like you said, Dave, you know, at that point, even then, we still don't want to lie, right? Lie about our financial circumstances mm-hmm. and put up a front of, you know, where you are, in your, whether it's your income, whether it's your housing situation, whether it's how much money you have. I mean, I'm not saying to go ahead and just start spilling all the beans on the table, but yeah. you know, you definitely want to set the, set the tone when it comes to 
to your finances when it comes to hopefully this person you're dating may, may turn into your potential spouse down the road. That's right. And you want to at least be able to have the foundation from the beginning of not, like you said, starting a relationship that off with a lie. I was actually listening to the, to, to one of the local radio shows here and uh, someone called in and he is, I think it was his girlfriend for two months, maybe two or three months. Mm-hmm. And he, he was actually living in his boss's mansion. Okay. And his boss was out of town oh, for a no. while. Okay. So he pretended that this was it was his house. And now his boss was coming back in and he wanted to he wanted the radio show's advice on how to break it to his oh. girlfriend that he's not as well oh, off as he gosh. as he as he pretended to be, right? Yeah. And and it's, you know something like that is obviously that's that's taking the matters to a completely different extreme. But that, there it is, right? You know, you start to, you start to, you, the foundation of the relationship starts off with a lie. So when it comes to money, especially on the first date, right? You mentioned, yes, you you, you want to impress, right? But really setting the groundwork of not having secrets and not really putting on a a, a portrayal that's just, just not going to be true. I mean, I'm thinking of that scenario with this guy taking his girlfriend to his boss's mansion. He probably had to replace all the family pictures with his own. But <laughs> there's still going to be some things up. And I mean, she's going to say, oh, it looks like you're really into bird watching. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I mean, gosh, yeah, bird watching. That's my oh, passion. Yeah. That's my passion. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's one lie begats another in that. Mm-hmm. Man. Mm-hmm. And he's going to keep up with it. And all of a sudden it's, it's just a slippery slope, right? Yeah. And, and sometimes it's it's... You know, you put the other person on 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 defense at that point because are you implying that they're only they would only date you because of your financial situation when it when it's clearly not the key, right? Well, right. it shouldn't be the key. So again, you want to be up and open and honest when it comes to your finances. Again, I'm not saying to just spill the tea on the first on the first date, right? right. Mm-hmm. But again, it's about setting up the foundation and not not setting yourself up to start building a relationship on lies. Okay. We're, and we're going to move into the wedding in a moment, but first let's get to the engagement. So you really ah. hit it off here and you're <laughs> going to pop the question now. And so there are some things to cover here with that after you know, the party you asked says, yes. Um, <laughs> what are your thoughts on a prenup? Let, let's say there's some some money in here. Uh, ooh, what are your ooh. thoughts on is a, is a prenup a good thing to do? You know, a prenup can set the groundwork where everyone on both sides of the table have an understanding and a clarity of what happens to assets should the should the marriage dissolve. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's that, that I will tell you this much: that is a very uh, em- emotional and it could be controversial topic that you want to have with your, that you could have with your spouse or, yeah. or soon to be spouse, soon to be fiance. And, you know, recently I had a, I have a client who, uh, she's the prime income earner driver in their relationship mm-hmm. and they're getting married. And she asked me about a prenup, a prenup and whether it made sense. And for her, she was, she wanted to make sure that, you know, everything that she built prior to the relationship if the, again, essentially what the nature of a prenup is, right? If the relationship goes sour, that at least what she built on that on before they met or before they were married, you know, she has some security and protection around it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, it is, is, 
you know, it's one of those things that if you're, you know, if you're op- open and honest with your soon to be spouse, then I think having the conversation of a prenup does what, again, it's, it's one of the things you, you want to have, you, you do want to have, I think you should have the conversation, right? Um, and you want to have it sooner than later, right? You don't want, you don't want to s- slap that conversation of a prenup, you know, as you're about to propose or right after you propose, you know, after you say, after she says yes, then you slide in the prenup right, right after it. Not right? Your timing's terrible on that. <laughs> yeah. You want to at least time it. Yeah. But there's a lot of people that have bad experiences, right? I mean, the divorce rate's pretty high in this country. Um, there's a lot of people that have multiple marriages, right? So they're coming into the relationship with, you know, one or two marriages under their belt, bad experiences from personal or friends or family. And quite honestly, it's just a peace of mind that they, it's not that they're coming in with the, with the expectation that the marriage is going to fail, but statistically, right? If you, if, if you look at the statistics, there's a high, um, divorce rate, mm-hmm. and especially the more you marry, right? right? I think the by your third wedding or your third marriage, I mean the, the that the 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 uh, divorce rate is almost through the roof. So you know, having that prenup is just an agreement of you know, put it this way: you're going to have a prenup one. You're going to have a, a a way to have your assets separated through divorce one way or another. Well, you're either going to do it up front, or or your state, whichever state you're married in, yeah. um, is going to have one for you. Well, the prenup doesn't need to leave one party destitute. I mean, there could be that language in, included in it. Um, but yeah, timing is everything on that. Yeah. All right, so let's move to wedding day. I'm curious in your opinion because I I have I've, I actually used to DJ weddings and I've seen the big ones. I mean, big money weddings, mm-hmm. and um, I have always thought, man, what could they have done with all that money that was spent yeah. on that wedding? I mean, they could have a down payment on a house, whatever. Um, what are your thoughts on the big wedding? <laughs> I mean, the big one. I'm talking um, with horse and carriage and oh, releasing man. doves and all of that. Well, this is hitting close to home because I'm I'm planning I'm planning a wedding right That's now for myself. Right. So, this episode, my fiance is somehow not going to be listening to this episode. <laughs> You're going to write. Yeah, it's going to be like, uh, you know, let's listen to uh, Crime Junkies or something. <laughs> like that. Uh, Wait, so does she want a big one? Um. Not not necessarily a big wedding, right? Uh-huh. She wants to, she wants her family and friends, and you know those have been very supportive in her life to to come to the wedding and experience, uh, you know, our union, and me the same too. But but we, I think we're we're both at the point understanding, like what you said, where if we if we say yes to a larger wedding, right, we're we're in some aspects saying no or not now to other things, right? So we're, whether it's a honeymoon, whether it's um, renovations to the house, whether it's investing, you know, whatever it could be. Right. So, you know, like for instance, the knot, which is a marriage website, uh, I think they said in 2016, so it was a few years ago that the average wedding cost was about over 35 grand. Right. And um, that's, yeah, that's, I mean, gosh, that, that's a lot of money. What right? can you do with that? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's, I mean, talk about investing, paying off debt. Um, you know, there's just a lot that you can do with it. And I'm and not I'm being seeing, very romantic here in what I'm, I'm never, thinking. But. <laughs> and one of the crazy things is I've seen people that, that have um, debt, right? They, they, they finance a lot of their, their wedding on credit cards. Oh gosh. So it could be 35,000, but then you tack on interest and maybe take you two or three mm. years to pay off that credit card. Right. So now your credit, so now your wedding's paying, is costing, 
you know, 35 times whatever 19% interest is on. I'd on, rather go to on, Bora Bora or something, you know, or have a great honeymoon, like a killer honeymoon. Yeah, or just do it virtually, right? Everyone's Zooming nowadays. Everyone yeah. logs in and just views your wedding. I say uh, just get everybody together on the beach, barefoot on the beach. <laughs> and they're going to so, love it. They're yeah, going to love, love it. <laughs> so, but I'd say, you know, it's, it's hopefully it's, it's, it's the day of your dreams, day of your spouse, of your fiance's wife's uh, spouse's dreams. And so you don't want to, you don't want to scale, you don't want to uh, skimp on it, right? You know, you want to make this a, 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 an event that, that you always remember and always cherish. But it's, again, it goes back to being realistic and understanding. I mean, if you have the financial means, right, if $35,000 for a wedding is a drop in the bucket for right. you, you know. Well, sure. So by all means, go go but get usually a carriage. Usually, if that's a drop in the bucket, then you're going to spend a hundred thousand on it. You're gonna, yeah, yeah. Thirty five is going to be just for the flowers. Right. Uh, but you don't want to, just like anything else, right? You don't want to put yourself in a financial burden, a financial means, uh, uh, not 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 staying within your means for this event. So there's a lot of ways you, you can, you know, if you, you can still have an elaborate, uh, elaborate wedding, right? Uh, a, a great wedding, great time, but, you know, maybe go for the photography, right? Maybe you find a local photographer, a local videographer that may, you know, especially now with COVID and, you know, uh, small businesses are, are looking for business every, every, every right, every left and right turn they make, then maybe you can find some deals. Uh, you know, maybe we can, you know, a skimp uh, on the, the the bridal party, right? Maybe you only have one. You just have a maid of honor. You just have one uh, best man, so you don't have multiple, you know, uh, tuxedos and gowns mm-hmm. to to to, uh, to rent and pay for. Uh, so there's so you don't want again. But the bottom line is, you definitely want to keep your wedding stay, still within your means, right? Have the conversation, plan on it, save, right? It's just like buying a new car or 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 trying to save for a mortgage for a down payment for a house, right? The earlier you address it, the earlier you plan for it, and you stick it within your budget, then you can start planning for a wedding. And whether it may take a year or two, maybe even three, right, to save up the money for it. Trust me, at the end of the day, you're going to thank yourself that you didn't put yourself in a in a bad financial position, especially, right, to start off a marriage, right? You don't want to start off your marriage already being upset and frustrated as you spent so much on the wedding. Well, it sounds like we're talking relationships, and we kind of are today, but this is a financial podcast, Your Finance is Untangled. Well, I'm going to tell you, it's fun. <laughs> We've got a lot more to get to. <laughs> I, I'm interested in getting Mo's take coming up on should you have a secret stash? Uh, what about oh, the party who makes more? Should there be joint finances? Should everything be together or separate? And what about dealing with past marriages? All that's coming up on the podcast, Your Finance is Untangled. can you enjoy the best of both worlds in your financial planning, the convenience of a virtual relationship with your advisor, but also maintaining the human touch? That's CloudVestors. That's CloudVestors.com. They're an endorsed Dave Ramsey SmartVestor. That's a relationship you can trust. At CloudVestors, you get a personal relationship with one of the team advisors who will help you build a robust investment strategy. It's all about specific, customized planning for your unique situation and for wherever you are in life, whether you're just starting out or getting close to retirement. Holistic financial planning in all areas, including taxes, estate planning, insurance, cash flow, and budgeting. They even offer customized personal websites for clients. 
the technology of today while still maintaining that human touch. That's CloudVestors. That's CloudVestors.com. Your finances untangled. Mo Param with CloudVestors. You can hear past podcasts, by the way, at the website, CloudVestors.com. Past radio shows. Mo is on with Andrew Nida of CloudVestors and Asset Management Group and even TV shows that they do. It's all at CloudVestors.com. We're talking relationship here uh, and finances in the relationship. It's just a really a, a very critical topic, uh, mm-hmm. and it, it can lead to joy, in the relationship and it can lead to not so much joy, even arguments. And I mean, it could lead to divorce and it does money is given is the reason a lot. So we've carried it through dating and getting married. And now we're married now. Uh, And so we're going to look at this. Let me ask you this. Um, In in far as the finances, when you get married, you know, they say, you know, symbolically you become one. Should your finances become one or should they be separate? Uh, That's a good question. You know, it's, it's, yeah, you are, you know, you're, 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 you're the union, right? When you're married, you, mm-hmm. you're, you're, you're basically, you're one, right? But there's a lot that comes with finances, you know, depending on your childhood, how you were raised, what your ideas of money are, you know, how you manage money, right? And you may not want to just all of a sudden, as soon as you get married, start merging your, your, all of your finances so, so soon and so suddenly because, you know, again, if one's a spender and one's a saver, then all of a sudden you have these 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 conflicts. So, you know, you do. What I would say is, you know, you could set up where you know you do have a joint account, right? And the joint account would be where all the bills are being paid, right? So, where your mortgage, your rent, your utilities, maybe even like your vacation fund, right? Everything is just coming out of this joint account. So, everyone is on the same page and understands what these what this accounts for. Mhm. But I do think there is some value behind having a separate account. You know, sometimes um, separate, but should it, should you have a secret stash though? There's you don't the want to have a secret stash. You don't want to. Okay. Again, it's about unfaithfulness, right? Yeah. Um, you know, having a secret stash is just like having a secret partner, right? It's a it's a secret that you're hiding from your from your spouse, right? So you know, having a separate account, and not to be sexist, right? But I've but I work with you know a lot of women. And, you know, they, they, they understand the value, I won't say they understand the value, but they see the value of having some form of protection just in case. Right. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately it's because of, you know, you know, some ways that men have treated women, leaving them behind. If we have a lot of single, single women that are, that are mothers that were left because of divorce or Mm -hmm. infidelity or, you know, midlife crisis or whatever it may be. And they're, then they're left, you know, with their hands in their pants, you know, without any money. So sometimes just having that sense of security and even independence, right. Even, even for a male, right. Just having a sense of independence that if I wanted to go ahead and, you know, buy a pair of sneakers, buy a pair of jeans, you know, buy a pair of boots or, you know, a purse or whatever it may be that I don't have to, you know, justify it or ask for permission from my spouse. Right. Mm-hmm. So you know, having that separate account that both people know about. Not secret. Right? Not, not secret. secret. It could be separate. Yeah. You know, whether you want to tell your spouse about the balance. Right. That's up to you or not. But as long as each person knows that they have a separate account and again, that doesn't necessarily be secret. Right. We don't want it to be secret. But, you know, having a joint account where all your bills, all your utilities so that the house uh, maintains itself. And then you also may want to even look at 
when it comes to the joint account, right? So, I know you didn't ask me this question, but some people may say, well, you know, we're a union, right? So we're splitting the bills 50-50. Well, that could be, that, that could be ideal if both of you make the same amount of money. Right? But if usually that's are, not the case. Usually that's not the case, right? So if you're making 200 grand and your spouse is making 100 grand, right? So as a household, you're bringing in 300. Well, you may say, well, that's a good amount. Uh, so let's split it 50-50. But in actuality, you're making twice as much as your partner. Right. Yeah. How do you work that? And, that, and I would tell you. That is tough to work when you when you, your finances are totally separate, and mm-hmm. then you try to say, "Oh no, we're splitting it down the middle, and one makes more than the other." Right. I mean, right. that's just going to create bad feelings and everything. How do you get past that? So you know, you can look at things. You know, let let's say you have your own obligations, right? So maybe you have your own student loans. Maybe you have. Um, uh, your car payment, right? That's yours, right? So maybe mm-hmm. on some aspects, whatever is whatever you came into the table with, right? Came at the table with, maybe you just handled that yourself, right? So my car note's my car note. I'll I'll pay that, right? Right. And then, right. but everything that's that's uh, that's joint, right? Like the mortgage, the rent, utilities. Then maybe you do it percentage wise, right? So right. if if I'm making twice as much as my spouse, then I'll pay m- more. On maybe I'll pay seventy five. Maybe I'll pay you know sixty percent, seventy percent of the finances, and she pays you know what forty. A word of caution. I like that advice. Don't ever say I'm paying more on this house. <laughs> How do you think that's going to go over? Uh, you're going to spend more time on the couch. Yes, so. you are. <laughs> so if you say that, make sure that you you bought yourself a nice, comfortable couch because you're gonna. You may spend some some time there if you do that. So you never want to say that. Right. And then that could be uh, uh, certainly the man or the woman uh, saying that. But it it doesn't matter who it is. Don't Mm -hmm. say it for heaven's sake. Don't say it. Don't Don't say it. You don't want to shame, right? You don't want to make someone feel uh, less for for their finances, right? For their income, right? They could be... Busting their tail working, you know, like a teacher, for instance, busting right. their tail dealing with, you know, kids on a day to day basis. And, you know, unfortunately, in our, in our society, teachers aren't paid well no, for they don't all get the enough. services that they do. Mm-mm. So you may have a, a spouse that's a teacher and, and they're making 40 grand, 50 grand, but you're uh, an IT you know, person and, and, you know, you're making, you know, uh, 200 grand. Sure. Right. Yeah. But, you know, you don't want you, you don't want to shame your spouse no. for, for the income. So that's one way you can you can kind of look at collecting it, or you know, say, you know, it's a collaboration, it's a union, right? So maybe you you pick up 70 percent of the bills, and then maybe you take off you t- you take one bill from your spouse or two bills. Okay, you know, I make three times as much as you. I'll pay your car payment, mm-hmm, for you, mm-hmm. right? Or I'll take care of the house expenses. But your income is for groceries and vacations, right? I'll tell you so what, that can go a long ways. Um, that can that can go a long <laughs> way, right? Or, you know, I'm going to double down on all the bills, but your your income we're going to invest it, right? So it still has a use, but we're going to invest it and Great vacations idea. and, and, and yeah. any miscellaneous, right? So there's 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 a way, right? It's it's you can solve that. You can solve the riddle. Figure out what works best for Look you. Look at but, you with all this good advice as you head into marriage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now I got to take right. my own advice, right? That's the key thing. Well, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, let me ask you this. If you're going in with um, a previous marriage and, and there's some, uh, you know, I hate to say it like this, but, but baggage, financial baggage from that. Mm-hmm. 
and I'm not calling a child baggage, but there could be child, you know, some, obviously you could be making some child support. I'm not calling a child baggage because I've been there. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you handle that? I mean, of course you've got to be upfront even when you're dating on that, but, um, how do you handle that? Because I mean, you shouldn't expect your current spouse to have to, uh, you know, pay anything on the, your previous marriage. Right. There goes, that's what I was mentioning before, right? Whatever you came into the table with beforehand, maybe that's your obligations, right? So yeah. it is child support, alimony, right? That shouldn't be your, your your new spouse's, in my opinion, that shouldn't be your new spouse's obligation. Right, right. No matter where it is, right? So even if you are the either one making 50000 and your spouse is making two hundred, you don't want your spouse paying that, right? Mm. I mean, that's just not fair for them. Um, so you want to you want to square up you know square up those those loose ends right you want to make sure that um, uh, child support alimony is all squared away you have a good plan on how to how to manage that um, you want to make sure that uh, you update accounts right so update beneficiaries on life insurance retirement accounts brokerage accounts uh, joint accounts with other spouse with your previous spouse. Now you want to make sure that, you know, you're, you're handling those as assets and those affairs to, to, for, for your new union, for your new spouse. So I've seen before where, you know, uh, it had, it didn't happen to me, but it happened to a former colleague of mine where, uh, his client passed away and for, whether he forgot or whatever the situation was, he did not update his life insurance. And so when he, he passed away suddenly, mm. unexpectedly, and his ex-wife, man, she got three million dollars. Oh man, three million dollars. That that's terrible. And his and his current wife, I mean, she was basically left with nothing. Oh man, and had to go back, had to move back home, and uh, move back to her state where she was, right. and start renting. And their kids were. I mean, it was just, it was an absolute mess. Oh, that's, that's, and they tried oh to take gosh. it to court, right? They they actually did try to take it to court and have yeah. the ex-wife pay at least something to the um, uh, current wife but under law under the law beneficiary arrangements are a contract mm-hmm. so if the insurance company sees that your ex-wife is the beneficiary on a contract no matter what your intent was yeah it's but a contract when, I mean when you I know I'd feel I'd feel obligated to give Maybe not all of it, <laughs> some of it, you know, maybe half. I'm not saying yeah. I wouldn't keep, I mean, I'm only human. I'm not saying I wouldn't keep some of it, but I, I wouldn't just keep all of it. Yeah. It, 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 it just, it just didn't turn out nice. <laughs> oh, uh, man. But yeah, you want to make no, sure that's that, terrible. That that's awful. Yeah. So you want to, you, you want to make sure all that stuff, you know, all the, again, you don't want to call it baggage, but everything from your previous relationship. Yeah, that was a bad sure choice that, No, no, it's, 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 you know, it is, it's, we're not calling the child baggage, right? It's no, just no. what, what the situation is. No, so I've the been there. Can be. You know, absolutely. Uh, well, you know, you want to do that. You also want to make sure your debts, right? Any debts that you currently have, you know, um, especially I've seen this too with student loans, right? So mm-hmm. typically st- government student loans don't transfer over to the spouse, but private loans do. Mm-hmm. So, you know, again, do you want to, if you, if you do have any private loans, whether it's student loans, credit cards, um, uh, personal loans that you've taken out, you want to make sure that you are addressing that if you're entering a new uh, marriage and uh, and not leaving, you know, these types of 
And I could call that baggage, right? Right. <laughs> well, it is. that kind of baggage yeah, that's baggage. towards your spouse. <laughs> and and yeah. actually, that's a, that makes this a case for some sort of prenup agreement. There you go. Yeah. 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 Or or even at, uh, I've seen spouses um, where they filed separately mm-hmm. instead of filing jointly. Okay. Because they don't want to break. Now, I'm not, I'm not recommending that because there right. are some limitations when you file separately. Sure. Uh, than filing jointly, but it's because of debts. It's because, well, one spouse owns a business and it's just a pain because of all the the debts that's surrounding around the business, IRS tax, um, ODIRS, and all this stuff, all this baggage that was done before the relationship. So I've seen it where they say, you know what, I'm filing separately until you figure, until you square this all away. Well, and that makes sense. Yeah. And, and as we close out, um, you should be on the same page, the same game plan throughout your financial life as far as planning and and any moves you make financially and even planning your retirement. You really need to be on the same page. Yeah, be on the same page. You know, you know, we, we joke about this, right? But it's 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 no longer if you're married, right? It's no longer about you. It's about your family as a union, right? So, what's your what you're doing in your four hundred one k? Your spouse should know, right? Mm-hmm. And it's not it, because she may have a 401k and how you're investing. You want to make sure that you have a diversified approach to investing, sure. right? So you can look at it that way. You can also look at it in the fact that, God forbid, if you were to pass away, you know, uh, you want to know what your spouse should know exactly who to contact or, you know, uh, you know how your planning is going to inf- impact them. So, uh as far as retirement's concerned, investing's concerned, savings concerned, you know, you take it, you take the approach jointly, right? And, um, you know, you don't want, you can still have these conversations and still make it interactive, still make it fun, right? Um, just because it's a money conversation doesn't necessarily mean it has to be, uh, uh, it doesn't have to be like a gray cloud around these mm-hmm. conversations. You don't have to do it all at once, right? It's not like, okay, baby, this weekend, we're going to spend, 10 hours a day talking about finances, right? It's, it's not about that, right? but it's being able to talk about it, be open and honest, uh, you know, talk about your goals. Where do you want to, st- where do you want to see yourself? And think about the, the, the great conversations you can have, you know, if you, if you planning on retirement yeah, together, dreams. what are your dreams? Right. What are your goals? It doesn't have know? to be all about numbers. I mean, you can talk about how, what you're yeah. funding, what you're, and your dreams. Are you still not, are you still saying no to my idea? I thought it was a good one of doing a podcast from your wedding, like broadcasting your wedding. You're not down. You know what? Um, we could do that. Why not? Right. Okay. Why not? I mean, um, that may that that may not go well with some people, but uh, yeah, why not? <laughs> we'll, why not? We'll, yeah, we'll still kind of we'll kick it around a little bit. You know, behind the scenes, right? <laughs> right. People like people like raw material, right? Yeah, so behind the scenes. Yeah, I think there's something we could do with that. It's got some potential. <laughs> it's got some potential. Uh, and I promise you, there will be no part when you are like you know singing karaoke at the reception or anything like that. <laughs> I won't have that. Uh, good, thank you, Dave. Good stuff, Mo. Good stuff. And uh, yeah, we're, we'll follow you on up to your wedding day, and and be, be, this podcast will be a part of. You'll be sharing all that with us anyway. Yeah, so, you know what? I'll I'll give some updates as we do the planning. Sure. We're, we're still in the first uh, two weeks of planning, so we have a date of January. Sorry, January, July thirtieth. So we've. Have a few months, right? 2021. So, 2021. So what I'll do, you know, how about I'll do this? I'll update 
I'll update the audience. I'll update everyone as as the planning continues. I like that because you're kind of taking the audience along along with you. And me too. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. Um, well, Mo, good stuff. Um, we, we covered relationship finances today. And just as proof that you cover it all in the financial universe here on this podcast. Yes, yes. No conversation, no topic untouched. So um, as always, Dave, thanks for joining. And if you're if you're a loyal listener, thank you. Share us, like us, rate us, find us on wherever you get your podcasts, and we'll see you next week. Yeah, definitely stay with us on Your Finances Untangled. Be sure to rate, review, and share this podcast. New episodes of Your Finances Untangled are available on Apple Podcasts or wherever you download your podcasts. Information provided is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute investment, tax, or legal advice. Information has been obtained from sources that are deemed to be reliable, but their accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed. Neither Mo Param nor his guests are liable for the usage of information discussed. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.